0: Okay. Well, thank you, Ms. Cassandra, for gracing me with your presence today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, We are recording for um, Brandon for His Glory, which is a new segment that I started shortly, probably a couple of weeks after, maybe even a couple of months after I had you on the podcast. So we weren't in that mind frame, you know, when the first time you came on the podcast, so you are coming back a second time. I actually thought about that right before we started. I was like, wait, this will be her second time. Yeah. But it is, I think it's beautiful because um, there's been lots of growth. There's been lots of changes, all of that beautiful stuff. So I think it's good for us <laughs> to talk about those things. And for our listeners, um, Brenda First Glory is generally an episode where I um, speak with women. Now we have a man coming on as well. So that's kind of cool. By the time this airs, he would have already been on the podcast. So that's kind of cool. Um, But most of the people that I'm meeting with, I don't know them. I've never um, had contact with them. They I literally like reach out and say, Hey, do you want to do this thing? And we meet and the spirit flows. And we have a great time on the the, um, podcast. But with Cassandra, I do have history with her. Um, our history includes us. I think we were connected through, I think her name is Shanoa, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, we were connected through her and then you ended up being one of my coaching students. And then from there you ended up going into one of our coaching certification programs. Mm -hmm. So, and then from there, I mean, I would like to say that we've blossomed into a beautiful friendship. (laughs) Look, do I have permission to say that? I mean, it's not every day that you, when I personally have a coaching client, that I then move on and see that person as a friend. So um, I just wanted to say that out loud. I don't think you've got a chance to hear me say that before. (laughs) So um, I'm going to open us in prayer just because I know that we are all busy. We all have a bunch going on. And sometimes by the time we get to this, we're like, okay, what were we doing this for again? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So we are just gonna open up in prayer and I definitely um, have faith and trust that God will lead our session. Um, Lord, look, our session, this podcast episode. (laughs) 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 See where my brain is at? You got your your coaching hat on. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Um, Lord, we just thank you so much. Um, I thank you for this time. I know that time is valuable, Um, time is of the essence, that's what people say, but God, we just ask you, we just thank you that you help us to redeem the time. Um, We're just so grateful for that, that as we go about our days, as we um, take on new tasks and new responsibilities that we can trust you to um, give us divine timing, divine time management, all of that. So God, as we, go into this conversation. I just ask that you would just guide us, that you would lead us, that you would um, center our hearts and our minds, that we would be able to um, talk and touch on the things that you would have us to. And um, I just thank you. Thank you so much for your daughter, Cassandra, for her heart, for her experiences for everything that you have allowed her to go through, for the trials, for the tribulations, the lessons, all the things that you have placed deep within her, that um, she'll be able to um, just give us a glimpse of it all here in this short episode on today. So God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do in our lives and our families and our businesses. And we just ask that you would um, keep us centered on you, that we would continue to seek your face through everything that is going on, that you, we would seek your face. Okay, had to get a child to be quiet. <laughs> um, you ever you ever have that where you're trying to pray and the kids are just being out of control and you want to give? I remember that growing, well, I say growing up, but growing up in motherhood where I'm trying to pray, I'm trying to connect with the Lord and oh my goodness, I just feel like I want to give up because these kids are wild and crazy and I can't get centered with the Lord, but I want to encourage anyone listening, keep going, God understands and stay encouraged so (laughs) okay Cassandra I've been running my lips the whole time nobody's heard you talk so it's okay (laughs) yes share with the audience um all the beautiful things who you are what you do all that
1: yes well thank you for inviting me back I always think that's a good sign when I'm welcome back (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) so thank you for having me back it's a pleasure to speak with you and your listeners and for those who are listening thank you for your ears i don't take it lightly when people take time to tune in and hear what it is that i have to share my name is cassandra austin mcdonald i am rebranding myself (laughs) you talk about brandon for his glory as a manifestation coach transformation mentor for high-achieving entrepreneurial women and leaders to create the life, love, and legacy of your dreams in a fulfilling and aligned way. And so I am really in a season of guiding women into spiritual wholeness through self-love and really helping them to have that as the foundation for their life, their relationships, and their calling.
0: Yes, yes. I love it. Love it so much. Tell us what prompted your um, your rebrand. I think as coaches, we all go through a season of like, okay, I'm showing up in this capacity and now I'm wanting to show up in a different capacity. Right. So um, tell us a little bit behind what's behind the heart of that, the intention behind that.
1: Well, I have been growing and evolving and shifting and i believe that our brand is a reflection of who we are and i i've grown and healed and and shifted so much that i want my brand to reflect who i am and what i stand for so that the people i've been called to serve know like hello i'm here here i am but if i stay in that old way you know that's going to resonate with certain people. And it's nothing to say about the people that may resonate with, but for me, it's, it's really about owning my own growth and evolution and owning my own power and standing for what I believe in and being unapologetic about it. And I believe that when you get to that space, you have to start having phrases and images and messages that actually reflect that so people can see it know it and hear it like okay this is what she
0: believes in. this is what she stands for yes I would definitely agree with you I think as coaches the industry well for me being a coach and being immersed in the coaching industry it can feel like it's saturated for maybe someone that is seeking a coach um, or knowing that they need that support them, they're like, oh my gosh, where do I go? Where do I go? You know, mm-hmm. may not feel that same way. But in an industry where coach can seem so, how can I say just broad? And it can seem so um elusive almost. It's almost like, well, what do you do? You know, it's so important that we take into consideration our mission, our values, what we stand for. Um, our beliefs, all of that. and I just this journey of coaching, it really does feel so like spiritual to me because mm-hmm. I see coaches as like shepherds. Mm-hmm. Um, you are shepherding an audience. you are co-partnering with someone on their their dream, their goal, their desires, all of that. And as the Coachy or consumer, so to speak, when you're looking for someone to connect with, is so important. You know, looking for someone to coach you, guide you, is so important that you know. And please excuse the kids; they're we homeschool. You're going to hear the stuff in the background, so I apologize. Okay. But it's so important that you know what that person stands for, mm-hmm. that you um, have an understanding of their beliefs their worldview, all of that, because yeah. there's a level of authority that you are handing over to this person that you're saying, hey, lead me, guide me, and um, walk alongside me in the journey. What are your thoughts yeah. about that?
1: Yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, And I think that's why it was so important for me to really consider, like, is it time to start shifting and repositioning myself? Because I I want to make sure that the people I've been called to serve know what I stand for so they have clarity on if I'm aligned to guide them or not and if I'm not standing in my power but they're looking to reclaim their power then for them it may feel like there's and there's no congruency there and so I can't say one thing but reflect something else and so I agree you have mm-hmm. to you have to really have that understanding of like who you are, what you stand for, both as the coach and as a person looking for a coach, because I know what I'm looking for when I'm seeking guidance. And it's so funny because one of my business accountability buddies, she always makes fun of me because she was like, I don't know how you can go into these spaces. And she, she, she's big on, she can't go into any new age spaces because she's afraid it's going to come inside of her. But for me, I know what to look for. And I also can see the value in some of what's being taught. So I know how to chew the meat, spit out the bones. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so for me, like, I think it's with that understanding, like, I know who I am. I know what I believe in. I know what I stand for. And I also know how to seek out what I need and also how to trust my own discernment for what's not meant for me also
0: hmm. Yes. You talked about this Mitch, this mismatch, which I think is so important, especially for, um, you know, new coaches, coaches coming into the industry. Um, wow. If you're not standing in your power. Right. Like if you're not standing in your confidence, knowing your value, knowing what you bring to the table, mm-hmm. um, then. How if, if you don't know it, then how can those that are looking for, looking for, that know what they're looking for, find you? So mm-hmm. I think that was really, really important. Sometimes I feel like with newer coaches, it is um, this doubt, like a self-doubt on if I'm, if they're doing enough, right? Oh am I gosh, doing enough? <laughs> I battled mm-hmm. with that for so long. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, am I doing enough? And... Girl, I know we're going to have a good conversation because we're trying to have this so many interruptions trying to happen during this episode. Um, But, yeah, this. um, Am I going to be able to really help this client with um, a transformation? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's parts of that. And then also not being able to look at your own life and your own situations and really seeing the, I like to say the silver lining in it, being able to pick up those lessons and pick up the good. Like we can still Mm -hmm. kind of be in these places where we're stuck ourselves, but yet we want to lead people. So we have to be a leader in the way we, even in how we um, process what's going on in our own lives. Right? So I think that's so important. And then you also, (laughs) Don't think I didn't hear you, girl. <laughs> when you talked about being in those new age spaces, right? Yes. I think that's it's powerful because we're supposed to be the light in the dark places. So- and I'm
1: unapologetic in those groups. I will say what I believe in. I say that I believe in Christ and manifestation, I believe in scripture and science. I'm unapologetic. And what's interesting is women will come and comment, they're like, oh my gosh, I do too. I rarely find someone who believes in God and scripture and Christ and in the science stuff. And so for me, it's just about, and and something I really want to start standing for, for the Christ followers is to stop being so afraid of seeking out information because it's packaged in a way that's unfamiliar to you because greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. So why are you so afraid of people when the power is supposed to be in you?
0: So I don't care where
1: I'm at. I'm like, they can't control what's going on up in here. (laughs)
0: Yes, yes, my friend. (laughs) I love it. I am with you in the sense that like, I do not believe that Christians should be huddled up in a corner hiding somewhere. Like we can go into those spaces. And the fact that, and I won't say it's meant for every Christian to do it, right? If you haven't, and this is part of the, the certification program, right? I know you and I spent quite a bit of time like with those questions of navigating, like what is this and how do we separate this? But why can't we do this and how can we can't do that? And once you have that footing and that grounding and you know that your faith, nobody can shake that and you know what Jesus has did on the cross for you, all the rest of that stuff, it doesn't even really scare you. It doesn't make you feel like, I don't know if it is it rooted in science, if it's re, and it's research backed, let's let's do it, right? Yeah, so I think that, and what and let's just be clear for our audience because we know what we're talking about, but let's break this down some, yeah, what we're talking about is, as a coach and a leader that I know Cassandra is, and I am as well, as leaders, we want to be able to support our clients, and we want to be able to help them get the greatest transformation, breakthrough, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. There's something that God is doing in your life. And there's, there's some maybe emotional pieces or there's some um, even spiritual pieces that's like blocking Mm -hmm. this thing from taking place, right? walking alongside of you and helping you with that. And of course, we have our, our different niches and target audiences and all that beautiful stuff, but the heart is there. Yeah. And when we're introduced to particular protocols that can support and help, oftentimes we have a you know group of people that are saying, oh, you, that's witchcraft, that's new age, yeah. that's this, that's that. Instead of... Looking at the root of okay, where was the, where did this protocol come from? What mm-hmm. type of research is done around it? Who mm-hmm. else is using it? Is mm-hmm. it truly causing me to um, run or um, deny Jesus or to deny God? Like what what is this, you know? Yeah. And some of those protocols, I'm going to share a few. I'd love for you to share some too, Cassandra. Sure. Um, but some of those protocols I do, um, teach in the soul line method and it is the emotional freedom technique, mm-hmm. neuro emotional technique, um, thought, field therapy. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think those are the three that I can think of right now that are like research backed. Yeah. You'll find peer reviewed articles on those. They're yeah. using them in a the medical, um, in the hospital and, be, and I'll say, and I'll, I, want, I want you to go and share some that you're, that you're familiar with too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, like you said earlier, I've been in your certification program. So those techniques I've been learning under your guidance, but also I've been learning about the power of breath work and how it regulates our nervous system when our nervous system goes into flight or fight or is in freeze response, and that there's actually different breath techniques to support someone when they're feeling anxious or when they're feeling heavy, dense emotions. And what's interesting is I remember a few years ago, I was connected with a really like well-known Christian leader in the coaching industry, and she would speak negatively about these things talking about it being witchcraft and for me personally someone who has suffered from severe trauma and symptoms of cptsd for those who don't know that's complex post traumatic stress disorder which means i have experienced the wide range from suicidal ideations to depression to anxiety to panic disorder like the whole range And I am not medicated and I have found tools through these different techniques that Justina are talking about that have helped me to calm and regulate my nervous system. And as a result, then I can start changing my thought patterns. Then I can start changing my belief systems. And when you look at scripture, this their scripture talks about be renewed by the be you transformed by the renewing of your mind and so when you look at a scripture like that and it's like when we look at the science of that well how do i renew my mind how do i change my mind well you gotta change your thoughts well how can i change my thoughts if my nervous system is dysregulated and i'm in flight or fight response and my emotions are all over the place well i need to find some techniques to calm my emotions down then I can change my thoughts. Then I can change my belief systems. All of this is science-based tools. There's no evil. <laughs> uh-huh. you know, I, tell, I tell people all the time, like, if you will go to the doctor for diabetes and get some insulin, you could do some breath work and some tapping and some stretching and some, you know, whatever you need to do. Cause really the way I look at it as these are body mind techniques as a human. I feel like as as spiritual beings having a human experience, we need tools, not just for our spirit self, you know, prayer, fasting, meditating on the scripture, that's for our spirit. But we also need tools for our human who has experienced trauma and who's experienced different human experiences that actually impact our mind and our body. And so to me, that's where this type of work comes in. And I think the thing is, is that the new age community kind of hijacked some of these things and turned it into a spiritual religion, if you will, but really it's just science. It's science saying, hey, if you have a dysregulated nervous system, you are more likely to have symptoms of emotional irregularity. You'll be reactive. You're going to have negative thinking. You're going to be anxious. You're going to have issues in your relationships. You're going to battle with fear, like all the symptoms that show up in our clients for why they're not creating what they desire. There's actual scientific tools and protocols that we can use that help us on a mind body level so that we can actually live in the spiritual calling and but we got this vessel we're living in and so we got to find a way to manage it
0: Mm -hmm. yes 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 i'm so glad you shared that um breath work is I I was exposed to a woman that um, did some of that, and she was a Christian woman, actually, so I was really excited about that. It was a Christian um, business owners event that I went to, and she did a demo, and she taught us, I think something that might, don't ask me, it's a couple years ago, so don't quote me, but it was something like box breathing or something, where you breathe in and out, but you have to, the counts is what makes the difference,
1: where it's like for four counts,
0: And you hold it for four counts and bring it in for four counts. And she said, just think of a box, you know, as you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. it was supposed to help, like you said, regulate your nervous system. So that is something that EFT does as well with the we know our lower brain stem, the amygdala, that whole area where we have the fight, flight, or freeze, and then the fawn. That's yeah. the one the people pleasers, you know, mm-hmm. the people please, pleasing in us. That sometimes is a trauma response where we, yeah. we're worried about how people are gonna treat us or how they're gonna, if they're gonna react toward us, or what the consequence is gonna be. So we just go in the people pleasing mode. If mm-hmm. you know those things, then you can utilize the mind-body tools to help you to regulate your nervous system change your thoughts before you take those actions so yeah, yeah I definitely everything you said makes so much sense and i I'm, one of the things that I wanted to share was that I was listening to this lady's um <clears throat> excuse me her testimony and she was talking about how she was dealing with mental health and she went into um a, she had to go into the care where they keep you. I forget the technical term for it, mm-hmm. but they keep you there and they have these practices and someone was doing yoga, right? Mm-hmm. And yoga is one of those things that, you know, I'm on. I'm personally on the fence with just because of the things I, just because of when you're aware of certain things, you just have, you have more responsibility, right? Yeah. However, stretching and all of that, I don't see anything wrong with stretching your body and all of that. However, the leader, I repeat, the person who was actually leading that yoga, she had a particular worldview. And she took that worldview and she interjected it into the practice of yoga, mm-hmm. right? Because we have our we have our yoga for Christ girls out there. I know you're out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a friend but, who actually um, is certified in holy yoga.
0: Holy and yoga, it's, exactly. Yep, Christ centered. Christ centered for sure. So um, I'm not talking about that, but I am talking about when. Be careful who that leader is and what they are you know, inner trying to like project onto you. And mm-hmm. I share this story because she was broken. She wasn't strong in her faith. She wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, saved yet, you know, mm-hmm. and because she wasn't saved, she wasn't reading her scripture. She didn't know truly who Christ was yet at that time, she was more vulnerable yeah. to this type of leadership. And that caused her to go down a path of witchcraft and new age and all of that. Yeah. So I do think that we have to be careful not to just put everybody in a box, right? Mm-hmm. Where someone can go, like you said, you can go into those new age spaces and you can hear and you can divide and you can, okay, I'm throwing that part out, but this part is, you know, <clears throat> science and this and that. I think that it's beautiful that you're able to do that. And there will be, there are going to be people that will judge that, you know, why are you in that space?
1: And I want to share with people how I think I developed this. I had a former career of 13 years where I worked with juvenile and adult offenders. And so I was professionally trained in science, which is what made me come to Justina with the spiritual piece, because I I believe so strongly in the science, but I was seeing Christianity was rejecting a lot of it. And I was noticing Justina was speaking a lot about science-based things and infusing scripture. And I was really intrigued by that because I believe so firmly in the science. And I was like, okay, I've never seen anybody talk about this before, but I would see new age, not talk about God. And I was like, well, that's in the Bible. And I'm like, Y'all just re y'all just repurpose that. And y'all that was in the box. So I was really looking for like, how can I bring these two things together? And I think that's how I'm able to go into the new age space because I do, I've always had my beliefs in God and I have a professional background in the science part. And so I wanted to make that distinction because sometimes people will want to test, but I believe God uniquely set my life up in a way where I could actually have that discernment because of my experiences, because of my faith, because of the way I was trained. I literally can go into space and see like, no, that's that, that's that. But it took years of training and development through, you know, professional God, this program I've been in with you. And so I don't want people like willy nilly going up. and like, I, I say that <laughs> responsibly. Yes. So you understand, like I'm coming with nearly two decades of like really observing and noticing like what's going on here. So I wanted to say that because, you know, like I said, I have a business friend who she's just always amazed how I can go in these spaces, but I have to remind her that I really believe God trained me to do that.
0: Amen. Thank you for saying that. You basically brought home my point, like (laughs) uh, the point that I was trying to make that like not everyone is equipped or. Prepared or even designed or created or purposed to go into these spaces, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Very much like you, I have a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in human service counseling. Mm -hmm. I've worked in youth case management. So, you know, having that understanding of therapeutic skills and counseling Mm -hmm. type skills and all of that. Uh, And then I was introduced to the new age back in like, oh my gosh, like 2001. So, girl, that's like, 20 20 years like you said of like introduced to the new, new age but I'm going to a christian school and like walking this and dividing yeah. the lines you know yeah. which is so important and to say 20 years later your faith has not been shaken you mm-hmm. know that jesus died on the cross for your sins right yeah. you know that scripture is the inerrant word of god yeah. and we can have science like science and spirituality they are not Contradictory, you know, no. like we truly believe that God created this earth, right? He tells us to look to the natural things, right? We, we look at the ants and we see how hard they work. Mm-hmm. He talks about the birds, how the birds don't want for anything, you know? He, te- yeah. he tells us and points us back to his nature, and that is yeah. rooted in science. And
1: so, I really feel like science is just man's way of trying to understand God.
0: Exactly yeah that's their way of trying mm-hmm. to understand god and oftentimes what they'll do is they'll take that science and then they will add their belief to it mm-hmm. whereas we and that's where
1: it gets just, murky
0: Yes, then that's oh my god I did that <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And I think that's where I stand so firm. Like, you will not hear me say the universe. You will not hear me. I will not, you will not hear that language come from me. I have always Mm -hmm. said things like the creator. And I've always been very intentional in my messaging online to make it very clear where I stand. You won't see no universe or none of that stuff in my messaging. I'll say the creator, I'll Mm -hmm. say God i'll say be careful what you speak in the atmosphere like i'm very intentional about making sure that it's very clear that i'm not speaking like people and it's nothing against them but you have to be able to separate yourself yeah and
0: separate yes 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 i truly believe that i can look back on some of my old websites and like my old (laughs) messaging and i'm like cringing i'm like "Mm oh I was saying some things I was sounding like them, even though in my heart, I didn't believe like that, you know, and something that, um, I've struggled, I will say that I have struggled with even in my own, um, branding and everything. Um, you know, my book mindset to manifest the 10 day Mm -hmm. challenge ever since I came out with that challenge. Um, when was that? Probably like back in 2016, 2017, I can't remember. Um, do you know how much, Backlash I got for the word manifest I was, by Christians. I've been a,
1: justine. I'm so glad you mentioned that, and I think I shared this with you when you're asking about my experience. I just started using the word manifest and manifestation this year, but mm-hmm. behind the scenes, I've been manifesting with co-creating with God all these years. I was afraid to say that because I was afraid Christians can be mean when they feel yes. like you going against their. I mean.
0: They
1: get cutthroat. And yes. I, was afraid. I was like, they're going to come for me.
0: <laughs> Girl, listen, they are going to come. But know who you, you know who you are in Christ. And that is the beautiful part. Um, I, if you, I left it up in my group. If you scroll, if you go into my Facebook group, so fully Aligned to you, um, and you, and you search, Justina is the devil, <laughs> it's in there. I didn't even delete it. Because wow. I w- I want people to see it and also wow. see your audience, up. yes. And to see your audience come to your aid and your rescue. <laughs> I happened to be, um, on, I think I was on vacation or something and I was gone for like the, the whole day. So that post stood up there for quite a few hours. And that really mm-hmm. like, when I seen it, I was like, God, why did you let that sit up there for so long? I wish I could have seen it, but he said, no look at all the comments, look at the people that are, that are um, coming to your back for you. Right. So we don't always have to fight our own battles when, you know, we have religious Christians that want to come and really, you know, just, it's ugly. It's very ugly being, even being a Christ follower, um, you know, there's a way to Speak to someone that you're worried about, that you're concerned about, you're concerned about their walk, you're concerned about um, how they're showing up because you love them and you're concerned for their soul. There is a way that you can have that conversation with them. So the way that she chose to have that conversation just was not it wasn't a way that would draw me if I was, you know, falling away. (laughs) So we just have to. And there's I know people say. We have to stand for what we believe in and we can't be warm and we have to all these things. But there's love also.
1: Right. So I I think there's a way to do it.
0: Exactly. I can stand for what I believe in and I can be very hot, you know, black and white, but also um, have that love for other people. So I, and you know, she could have private messaged me. She could have invited me to a phone conversation, anything. And I would have been more than happy to do that to help her understand, you know, that you you have a miscommunication about what's going on here. So yeah, that word manifest, one of my um business friends, she said um God gave her a definition, a really, really simple definition of manifest. And when she told me this definition, I was like, duh. Like, I didn't think of it myself, but I'm like, duh, that's exactly it. And manifest is to make real. Yeah.
1: And when you think about it, (laughs) the first part of Genesis talks about what God created and how we were created in the image of the creator. We're literally created to create. And so it's like, when you think of it from that sense, it's like, why are Christians so uptight about the word manifestation when really God made manifest our very existence? And if we're made in God's image, then does that also mean we get to make things manifest in the physical world? And I'm just, I don't know, I'm just big on, we got to stop giving so much power away to things that really belong to God.
0: Yes, I am with you on giving the enemy so much credit <laughs> because he is a counterfeit and he is going to take the things of God. He's going to twist it and he's going to warp it and he's going to try to make it something that that's his when it, when it's not, you know, yeah. um, that word manifest to make real. It was, I was making it difficult <laughs> and, and I still like the way I say it, but I would tell like when I'm in conversation or um, like a discovery call, whatever it is, I'm like, we wanna take what you have on paper and manifest that into reality, right? Write the vision, you know? He tells us to write these things down and I'm sure there are clients of yours that have things written down in their journals, things that they desire, things that they um, want to see come to pass, right? Want to see come to fruition. Are the things that they believe that God has whispered to their hearts. And it's like, I see it, it's out here, it's outside of me. And I've been trying to get to this thing, but I'm not exactly sure what's holding me up, what's blocking me, what's getting in the way. And it's beautiful that you come along and you walk alongside them to help them clear that path, right? Whether it's stagnant energy whether it's boundaries, whether it's, um, a particular mind, body protocol that can help them think clearly, see clearly and begin to take better actions. All of that is beautiful.
1: Even like self-image is a big part of my work, like helping them with their identity. And I think about how many passages there are in scripture about self-image. And I was just teaching this in a workshop I facilitated over the weekend About the um, I think it's in numbers, numbers 13, where God told Moses to tell some of the people to go to Canaan to check out the land, which was going to be their promised land. And he sent the men there and they're checking the land out, and they're you know, they're seeing like, are the men there weak or strong? Is the land fruitful or is it destitute? Like, what's going on over there? And the men come back and they tell Moses, oh my gosh, it's like the land of milk and honey and everything's abundant and the men are strong and powerful. And then, you know, one of Moses's leaders is like, we're going to go over there and take over. And one of the men said, but they're giants and we're grasshoppers. And I was like, isn't that how people see themselves? God has called you for more and greater. And you see yourself as a grasshopper. and you looking at this next level is a giant, and when God's saying, "But I, but you got me on your side," so why are you looking at yourself like that? To me, that's self-image work, that's identity work. So how's that any different than what I'm? <laughs> Thank you. He says,
0: "Go possess." That's- and, and we're over here, wait, I'm too small. I can't do that. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. All these things about ourselves. Right. Yeah. That is, is so true. I, and when we look at scripture, you know, we can look at things through scripture. I've always, my pastor, I'm sure I gave him a run for his money. Um, when I was first like back on my journey, like I had rededicated my life to God and I'm like in these Bible studies and they would talk and they'd give these scripture. Like, can make it, can you make it make sense though? How do yeah. I apply that? <laughs> I need to apply this. I've been, I've been always that big on practical. This, yes, yes, it has to be practical because we can look at things um, theoretically. We can think it's one of those things where we know the scriptures in our heads, but has it really settled in our hearts? And then yeah. is it coming into practice in our lives, right? Yeah. And I do believe that the mind-body work Um, breath work, EFT tapping, those type of things, they actually help us. It's it's almost like a a transfer of it being head knowledge and then being heart knowledge. Like we know, taking us back to this thing about being a coach and being a leader and being in this um, shepherding position. It's like, you know, that God has called you to that, you know, it in your head but are you believing it in your heart and how is it showing up in reality? When you show up, when you are on social media, when you're out in this community and you're telling people about what God has called you to do, are you speaking those things confidently? Or is there still that piece of thought in your head that's saying, I'm not sure about this still have this bit of doubt. So it's how do we, that transfer of it being head knowledge to actually heart knowledge is so huge and literally like you just did we're taking those scriptures we're looking at those stories and that is the foundation of the work that you do right it's a Mm -hmm. biblical foundation you're going to point people to God every single time and they also get to have the science pieces to go with it which I just think is beautiful what you're doing I really do um, I'm not biased you know it's not just because you came through the certification program at all like I like you I said, feel like I, I gave you a run for
1: your, your money because I
0: was asking question yes. after question after question I was like wait why this why this why this <laughs> and I loved it so so much because you were you were asking very similar questions that I had asked you know that I'd asked through Just in my brain, somehow it popped up and then I'm reading whatever books and it's popping up. And then my mentors that I have that are spiritual Christian women, you know, that I've been able to ask them or questions that I've heard other people ask, you know, it's so important that we're able to ask these questions without feeling like we're going against God, feeling that we're a hypocrite or being judged in these types of questions. And if we can, for the listeners, again, you and I have our, you know, we got our thing. We know what we're talking about. What are some of those questions that you think people may have, like, or that you used to have, right? Mm -hmm. What are some of those questions that come to mind for you?
1: One of my biggest questions used to be about desires, because the conditioning I received in the church was always about it's got to be in God's will. It's got to be in God's will. And while I do agree that God has a will for us in our lives, I've also come to understand that, and this is something I often say, God would not put a desire in our heart if it wasn't meant for us to have. And by that, what I mean is that the matters of the heart, I believe, are where God comes in. And it's our mind that will say, you know, I want this, I want that. Cause we're seeing what's going on or we're comparing ourselves to others. But when it comes to what's going on in your heart, I believe that's where God comes in. And I was not getting that understanding in the church. I was getting more of the, it's, it, you can't, you can't ask for what you want. You got to seek God's will. And it was very confusing for me because I would have these desires that felt like they were literally coming from nowhere. And I was like, but I have visions and I have these desires. Where is this coming from? No one could explain it to me. And so when I started going on my own path and then things would happen, you know, I would have a vision and it would manifest. I would have a desire in my heart and it would come true. And I was like, okay, so what does that mean? Like how, how did that happen? And I was really trying It almost like how a scientist tries to understand nature. I was trying to understand the nature of God. Cause I was like, well, why do I have these visions? And why, how do I have these desires? And now they're coming into pass. Like, why can't anyone explain this to me? And so mm-hmm. that was where the new age was becoming appealing to me because they were explaining it and the church wasn't. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's where the lines were getting blurred for me because I was trying to understand I've had visions, I've had desires they've come to pass. Is, is this wrong? Is this evil? As I've come to understand I was just tapping into those gifts and talents that God gave me and the, the questions I think that people may, may ask are those like, well, if I have these vision and I have these desires in my heart, trusting that if God gave it to you, God's going to put you in position to see it through. It's not to doubt. It's not to question. And I think that's where things used to get murky with me and my faith was. Well, I have to just sit here and wait idly and passively for things to pass through instead of no, how, what's the work that required on my part? You know, faith without works is dead. And I believe that was the piece, the missing piece for me was like, when is it my time to take action? And when is it my time to lean back and wait on God?
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. The desire piece. I think that Something else that might be like when I, when you were talking, something I kept hearing was like spiritual gifting, right? Mm-hmm. Like some of the people that might be listening to this, there's like a spiritual gifting of maybe the prophetic, and yeah. then the prophetic shows up in different ways, right? Yeah. There's um, there's a few ways that the prophetic can show up, and there are certain um, institution churches, all the kind of stuff that actually take the time to develop their congregation and the people in their church to help them understand the prophetic. And Mm -hmm. I was in a training once, cause just like you, I would go into those new age spaces and I'm, I'm peeking. I'm looking like what y'all talk about over here. (laughs) (laughs) I got this one training from this lady. She was talking about psychic gifting Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how it could be through seeing, hearing, feeling, you know, there's so many, there's different words for it. I have it written down in my Google Docs somewhere, you know, and I was thinking to myself, God, these are gifts. Okay. You give people the gift to see into the spirit. You give people the gift to be able to hear. You have given us our five senses, right? So these gifts belong to you. They're Mm. just giving credit they're just not giving credit to you for those gifts. Mm. So that's how you've got this psychic thing when really I feel like it it actually plays into the prophetic gifting. The gift yeah. is the gift, but yeah. who has authority over your gift? Yeah. That's the thing. Whereas we as Christians, we rec- we can recognize the gifting, but are we we also know that we don't operate in self that we're we're constantly seeking the authority that's above us which is beautiful it doesn't mean that we can't have the science and we can't have the gifting and we can't have all of it right but we have to seek first the kingdom of god and i feel like that's the part that gets a little bit confusing over there where like especially desires i have a master (laughs) class that i teach on desires which is so cool um there's an um, author, his name, and I told you about him, Kurt Thompson, the book, Mm -hmm. The Soul of Shame and the Soul of Desire. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are some, real, and he is a Christian neuroscientist, which we love Mm -hmm. him. Okay, so those are the people that we listen to, (laughs) Christian scientists who have a knack for science and They, you know, they operate in all of that in the natural, but then they also have the spiritual theology, biblical worldview to pair with it, right? Mm -hmm. So that would be what my suggestion to those that are listening to this. If you're like, what are these girls talking about? You know, like, look for you. So look for you some authors that are. They understand the science and they are also Christian based. That has been my heart to find those people, Christian therapists, Christian counselors, Christian coaches. Right. And, um, yeah, I love that you brought up the desire piece because that is a huge thing. And I think that, um, even in, in my time of coaching, like when I'm on a call with the woman, she, that's generally what she says. She's like, I don't know if this desire to be in business, is from me or is from God, you know, like this desire to do these things, um, where do they come from? But very similar to you, I have like a journal of things that have manifested in my life. And I've always said it, I'm like, okay, I I don't like to say I know how to manifest, but I do like to say that I am a willing vessel and I'm, primed or so to allow God to move so that things can manifest in my life, right? Like, I don't let Mm -hmm. the emotions and the fears and all those things get in the way Mm -hmm. of co-partnering with God. That's the thing. He wants us to co-partner with him. And like you said, not to be, what do you call it? Um, You said a word passive, right? Not to be passive and sitting back and waiting for something to happen. He genuinely wants us to be co-partnered with him. So that takes us taking action, us doing our healing work to make yeah. sure that our negative emotions, our limiting beliefs, um, any type of vows or programming is not in the way exactly. of what God already wants to do. And in his mind, I'm sure he sees it. It's already done, right? Yeah. For God, the things that he's already purposed you to do, it's done. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Why you? Why you in my way? <laughs> you know. So, and we can say this too: that God is also powerful, and we can't get in God's way. People like to say that too. You, we can't get in God's way, but I truly I believe, believe that God. I believe heart... to a certain
1: extent, though. I mean, it's, yeah, I don't go, think go it's necessarily it. us getting in God's way. God gave us free will; it's us getting in our own way. Yes,
0: yes, I and feel I like think that's
1: like the stumbling block that people want to dance around. Like, well, God wanted to happen; God would have made it happen. It's like. Yeah, but God also gave us free will. And so like, and that's partly what I love about science and this part of the work is it's self-responsibility and taking ownership for your part, like the part that you get to play in creating, you know, the life, the relationships, the the success that you feel like you've, you're meant to have is you have a part to play in that.
0: Yes. And I do, I totally agree with you, like balancing out that, like, man, what was, what's my part? Or when am I being too ambitious? Or when am I, you know, doing too much? And it is, It I think it's a, it's a dance, you yeah. know, that we play that we're, we're in with the Lord, right? And that constant seeking him and he'll re- redirect us. If everything was just spelled out so simply, then what would the trust, where would the trust fall into play? Mm-hmm. Right. So I definitely think that this um, this piece around desires, taking action, like God has a heart and he has a desire to co-partner with us. So it's not that he can't override us and do what he wants. He doesn't want to, he wants us to be a part of the story. And I think that's the part that we don't really get. I don't think we get, I don't think I was actually taught that but that is how I reconcile this whole manifesting piece, right? That yeah. we get to co-partner with God to uh, manifest things in our lives. Because exactly. that manifestation is, is a two-part thing. And the it new is. age can kind of treat it like it's just your show. And mm-hmm. all the responsibility is on you. And yeah. something that I like to say to kind of combat that a little bit, <laughs> just because I know me and it was a hot mess back in the day. And some of the <laughs> things that I did, let me tell you, if it was only my responsibility, my life would not look like it is, like it does now. So the new age doesn't take into consideration grace. That, right? That, I'm telling you right now, the
1: way my life is set up. <laughs> I always always tell people that is nothing but the grace of God. And I was just telling someone recently, I said, just what you said, that that's what the new age doesn't take into account is that there's grace because there's nothing about my past, the traumas I've experienced, my reaction to those traumas that should say I would have the life I now have, or I have this healthy relationship with my husband and I'm living in my calling and I'm building something like nothing about my past says I should be who I am today and to me that's the grace of God and new age doesn't teach that and that's where I'm like okay that's where my faith comes in where it's like there had to be a being higher and bigger and more powerful than any of us on this planet that made sure that I stayed on a path that led me here
0: yes so I know because I know you that you have definitely done your part in that co-partnership of like the healing and like just seeking. Um, how can you show up with better boundaries and understanding and not allowing yourself to be triggered by things and all of that? Right? Like you've done, you've done a lot of work. And the fact that I know you've done a lot of that work and you still acknowledge the grace of God, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's just beautiful because you're seeing the power of both of those things come together. Another word that. I think we as Christians don't like to talk about too much, is favor.
1: Favor What do you fare. think about that? <laughs> yes. I, I really, you know, if somebody may say like, who does she think she is? But you guys have to understand how much healing and work it took on myself to even to profess this. But I know I am one of God's chosen ones. I know that I was placed on this planet and knew since I was a little girl, I had a calling because I was a little girl speaking truth to things. I was a little girl seeing things and noticing things. And so I know I came to this world with a purpose and a calling and, and knowing that I have had a lot of situations where I was either treated unjustly or unfairly, and God allowed me to witness what, what happens to them for doing that. I've been able to witness myself in situations that I should not have come out of. And I've, and I've had, and I've come out on the other side. And so I know I have favor over my life. And I think that those who don't understand it or feel like it's not fair, you know, they have to take that up with the creator. But that's how my life has been. You know, I've had a lot of favor and mercy and grace shown to me.
0: Yes. If you don't like favor, you don't know who you belong to. Yeah. You don't know whose you are. (laughs) So um, a daughter of the most high, a daughter... Of the king, I mean, know your identity because you yeah. have favor for sure. Yeah. So that grace, that mercy, that favor, I feel like again, just we, and we're gonna we're gonna bring this to a close here. But in the new age, I always felt like there was this like pressure to keep performing and to keep. You could only think this way, and you could only um, if you take this action, then you got to take it back, and like all these type of things where. You're like, there's too much stuff to juggle and handle. You know, can I just let's just do our inner work? Let's just do our healing work and allow the favor and grace of God to like co-partner with that. That's the way, yeah. that's what I like. Um, yeah. so yeah, do you have any um maybe closing thoughts or things you want to share with um the audience of what you got going on in your business, all of that?
1: Yeah, um, uh, one is just understanding that. God gave us more power than we realize and a lot of people give their power away in blaming the devil or passively waiting and you know we have more power than many realize we have a we have a lot of power to create prosperous healthy whole abundant lives but until you recognize that and and know that mm-hmm. you're going to find a very very difficult time creating what you desire and what what I believe God has blessed us to have and so I want to say that cuz I'm really big on power art the power we have but also um what's going on in my in my world is I'm currently running a manifest your mister/missus Mr. program and that's for people who are ready to either attract the person into their life or upgrade their current relationship. And the reason it's so funny, we've been talking about manifest all this time. That was such a bit, this is the very first time I've labeled a program manifest anything. But I was speaking with someone and they were like, why don't you, you always call your husband the mister online. Why don't you just say manifest your (laughs) mister? I love it. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people will probably be like, oh my gosh, what is she talking about? But You know, when I think about my journey before I met my husband, I that's what I was doing. I was healing, I was doing my self-love work. Um, and so a lot of people may say, like, oh, well, I desire someone, but God won't give us more than we can bear. And so I believe there's a part on us that we have to play to be positioned and ready to receive it when it comes. And so when I met him, Mm -hmm. I was ready to receive. And so to me, that's part of like that make real is I took ownership for my part. Could I predict the timing and the who and the what and the where? No, that's on God. The how is on God. My part yeah. was do my work and be in position. So when the person shows up, I'm ready to receive. So that's a big piece of the puzzle for the work that I'll be leading people through that feel aligned with this program is making sure that you're positioned to receive the person God has for you. Or if you're already with your person and y'all have reached a snafu and the communication is off and the connection is off really realigning yourself because as women, we have more power than we've, we've been told, you know, we've, we've been told a lot about God first then the husband then the woman. And it's kind of put women in this psychology of, we don't have power, but we Mm -hmm. actually are the ones who shift and influence the atmosphere in the room. The men are the structure. We are the ones with the flow and the, and the power. So when we reclaim our power and we show up in our power, the man responds accordingly. So I love guiding women in that too. Cause when they experience it, they're like, you're right. Oh my God. Like, We're having yes. the best sex ever. And this is going on. I told, I told you. I love it. So um, if, if you're, if you want to upgrade your relationships, I'm your girl.
0: Okay. Can I, can I just, say something really quickly yes (laughs) I remember during our time of coaching where I I felt this for you in like sometimes I could see stuff right that gifting of the relationship coaching Mm -hmm. and helping people find their person and I remember and of course like you said you're not the goal of it isn't like I'm looking and we're gonna find and we're gonna, no, you're, they're gonna find their person because they're yeah. doing the work and you exactly. can claim that they're gonna find their person. But I remember um, speaking to something like this and you're like, no, I do not want to be that I'm like so- you know, matchmaker, matchmaker <laughs> type such and such. So I'm just elated to see you own this piece of yeah. manifest your mister or your missus. Like, this is huge. Like this is all, it's always been inside of you. And like, I've, I've seen you on social media, like sharing some of your history and yeah. like you're you're seeing it. Like seven years ago, 10 years ago, five years, I've been doing this, okay? Yeah. And that's a part of that. I like to call it visibility. And I say yeah. it's visibility work. We have to be visible to ourselves. We have yeah. to see ourselves because, and I, girl, is my journey too. I'm walking it, being able to see myself and who God has called me to be, right? Yeah. And that, what God has called you to be, it's like, regardless if you were doing this work or not, I'm sure you have your friends, you're supporting them in this area. Time. It comes out, it seeps out of you, yeah. right? So knowing those pieces of what seeps out in the gifting, that's there is so so powerful and you've already been walking it you've already been doing it you're boldly owning that manifest piece is to make make it real right taking what's on paper and making it a reality that's my personal definition because I do believe that when it's a true thing that God is whispering to your heart somewhere some way you don't wrote it down exactly. a lot of my past clients I'd be telling them like pull out your journal let's look in there I want to see it because I know your program's in there right yeah. and I'm like well yeah. I have this piece and I had that piece um for me with the coaching I, I just love helping women really take just their gifting and like their values and their beliefs and their um just the, the core of who they are really like translating that into what they're going to do in their career and yeah. i think it's kind of cool because i that's something i've struggled with you know being the multi-passionate person that i am it's like man i've always had so many varied interests and i couldn't find my way and um finally here we are and it's okay because i get to do both i don't have to choose And that's another thing I want to leave with people. Oftentimes we feel like we have to choose. I have to make a choice. No, you don't. Uh, My husband gave me freedom. Mm -hmm.
1: Because I, I, I see my call, my gifting in the lifestyle, the relationships and in the calling, the purpose, like walking in their purpose and their calling. But the relationship they have with themselves and others is really like the lane, like I tend to like, Mm -hmm. I could do it with my eyes closed, but I noticed that a lot of my resistance was because deep down, this could potentially be the thing that catapults me out there. And there was probably some sabotage underneath where it's like, oh, I don't want
0: to be seen. I don't (laughs) want (laughs) to. Right, right. (laughs) Or the thing. Yes, yes, girl. You know, man, I just, that whole being seen piece is so, so, so powerful. Us being able to see ourselves is huge. Um, yeah, I think that's a part, oh, and the part around not having to choose. I was at dinner one day and there were two meals and I was like, man, I'm so indecisive. <laughs> and I'm like, I want this and I want this. And my husband's like, why are you wasting time to get both? You don't yeah. have to choose. And that was like, he he don't even know how much he just be giving me breakthroughs and revelation i always say my husband is a master manifester and i learn from him <laughs> i do share that quite often but he would never like he would never get up here and tell y'all his secrets okay yeah. i'm gonna have to pull it out of him and share it with y'all but he was like why do you have to choose and i have taken that 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 statement and just kind of let it flow through like i have to choose if I see that desire and God is leading me toward both why choose you can do manifest your mister fill your fill your program boom and then do the next program right that's called something totally different yeah so, and that's
1: kind of what I've been giving myself permission to do is to look at the work that I do as more like a women's empowerment spiritual wholeness brand rather than relationship. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. relationship may be something I am known for, but it's not the only thing that I offer or do.
0: Exactly. You have a buffet. You can be known for this one thing, but when they come and get the breakthrough from that, they're going to want more. So we love it. Well, (laughs) all right, my dear, do you have, where can people find you? I know you talked about the program manifestor, Mr, but where can they find you? Where can they connect with you?
1: I'm all over these internet streets.
0: <laughs> get So get Facebook,
1: it. Instagram, as Cassandra Austin McDonald, Cassandra spelled with one S. And uh, you could private message me if you're interested in any of my offers. And I can share with you how you can proceed from there. Because sometimes I do offer application only process or you could go to my website www.cassandraaustinmcdonald.com to check out I have some pre-recorded paid master classes on there, a free master classes on there also, so you could check that out also.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And definitely Cassandra with one s because when I try to email her and if I quickly put the two s's in, she will not pop up. <laughs> so thank y'all for um being with us on this episode we really appreciate it um until next time okay so cassandra it was so awesome to interview you and really just have a great conversation really um what was your thought process or how what was your experience like um being on the branded for his glory podcast?
1: Uh, I liked the open format, just kind of free flowing in the conversation and diving deeper into my own perspective on bringing in the science and the faith and in scripture into my work and what that looks like and why I believe what I believe and where where I came from in, to bring me into this space. So I really enjoyed that part. And just for me, even noticing how far I've come on my own journey, where I've been able to start to marry things together and figure out my own way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I really appreciated um, having you on this episode, because like we said before, you you were here a first time. And I'm sure when people, they may listen to your first episode and listen to this one, see growth or change or any of that. Um, What were your, did you have any expectations going in um, to this episode? And if so, or if not, were those expectations met? Maybe they weren't. I don't know. (laughs) Oh,
1: I didn't have any expectations. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I just always go into these conversations
1: open-minded. And uh, I try to, I try to show up open so that I can, Mm -hmm. you know, say whatever is, I'm being led to say. So no expectations yes.
0: from me. Thank you so much. I think that's really good because when people like, I invite people to like be on the podcast or so they're like, I want some questions or are you doing this? And I'm like, no, we let the Holy Spirit flow. So yes, having that personality of being open to um what's to come is so important. So yeah, thank you so much for letting me know your experience. You're welcome. Okay, let me stop
1: that.